Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't have a job to Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast here on Patreon a day early or on the main feed of wherever you get your podcast. My name is Kenny and I'm joined as always by Mr. Finley Martin Finn. You are free of magazine commitments for a little bit of time after a, a hefty shift that was put in this month. Um, are you feeling re- Are you feeling relaxed now? Are you feeling that like there's a weight off your shoulders for a little while? Yeah, I think so. I think so. But I mean, you, you know, there is a real buzz. You know, I always, you know, the deadline buzz, as long as it's not too um, absurdly difficult to get through, which many issues of Power Slam were. Um, and I remember that last sort of little bit before I finished the first book. I remember that was one of those sort of terror stricken moments where, oh, no, how am I going to get everything done today? Um <laughs> But as long as it's not quite that bad, that, that deadline buzz, you know, I think is um, is really, you know, it's it's a shot of adrenaline. You know, you feel like, you know, when you've got that deadline approaching and it's amazing how much work you can get done when you have to. That's what I believe. And I know you believe that as well, Kenny. Yep. Deadlines focus the mind and all that. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it was, it was, you know, I feel like, you know, contributed a lot to this month's issue. And I think what's going down, which I finished last night. Um, I think was um, you know some good stuff in there that I think people will enjoy reading. So, uh, so on one hand, yeah, I'm glad to be finished. But on the other hand, yeah, yeah, it's you know there there is a buzz there to being involved in this magazine game. You know, you know yeah. what I mean, Kenny. I, I know exactly. I know exactly. What you mean. I mean, because it's funny. Like I, I feel like um, sometimes you think 
if you if we if you know if, this is a weird thing to describe but i think if you ever if you ever are involved in wrestling to an extent where you're you're contributing to a magazine or you do interviews or whatever your thing is that you do that is kind of put out there for public consumption you almost feel like if there was ever a time where you were to watch wrestling but not be doing the things that you do about it work-wise you'd be a bit lost because you'd have all this kind of energy of what do you do and you know you want to you want to do this or that you want to have this interview and ask this question or you want to cover this and talk about this and it's this weird thing when I sometimes kind of think it'd be so strange if I wasn't doing Inside the Ropes and I was just watching wrestling without any sort of like uh, work to it and the work is kind of the buzz sometimes so Mm. it's um, and you need that forum in which to express your views yes and you also Um, hope and also you also hope that someone's actually interested in reading or listening to those views Yes. When people are no longer interested, <laughs> that's when you've got a problem. And I always try and I always try and because t- there's you know you see some people who they've got their opinions and it's like their opinion is you know the only opinion to have. And I, I try very hard to not be like that. You know, but I think with the magazine as well, we've got a really good uh, range of people who write for the magazine with different opinions, different things they like, different things they talk about. That is, you know, kind of something for everybody. Rather than just being a one voice, are you saying, Kenny, that it's a broad church? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I am saying that after the hit TV show, it is a broad church. Um, yeah, and I think this issue in particular, um, I was just doing the final proofread this morning, um, and yeah, it's a it's a belter of an issue. It's, I mean, the thing that I think is the compliment to the magazine. I mean, as I'm fucking part of it, so it's obviously biased, but I think there's tons in there this month for people to to read so i think there's going to be you know definitely worth your six quid um compared to you know now you get a six quid for it's a six quid for a big mac meal at mcdonald's you know you finish that in 20 minutes and then you feel bad about yourself (laughs) whereas with this you couldn't get through it in 20 minutes if you tried yeah um, that's true yeah yeah i haven't been to i haven't been to um i haven't been to mcdonald's this decade i know that I can't remember the last time I went. So, oh, can I just say, one thing I've been meaning to mention for a couple of weeks as well yes. is MJF. What a physique on the guy. Let's give it, I know you brought this up previously. I mean, that guy has got himself into world champion shape, hasn't he? Yes, he, he looks, looks phenomenal. The best he's ever looked. So let's, and he looks tremendous on the cover of the next issue of the magazine. <laughs> he does. And I'm going to, I'm, I won't go into this too much because I'm basically stealing your Q&A. So you don't have to say anything to this if you don't want to. But um, in the in Q&A, you get asked about MJF in, in 2024 and what's going to happen and the bid and warn and all that kind of stuff. And I was watching, you know, Dynamite last night when he was out there doing his bar mitzvah. But I was saying, I've not seen a bar mitzvah on a wrestling show ever, which is just fantastic that, you know, Jewish people get to see something on TV that kind of represents them, even if it is a heel doing something. Um, well, but, well, I mean, if you but if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm... Yes, yes, yes. And apparently, I mean, I never watched Seinfeld, but apparently that also communicated a lot of information about that. Yeah. To the public, I, yeah, I, was yeah. not, I did not watch that program. It was fun. I, you know, I, so I watched Curb first and then watched Seinfeld, which I think is the, the, the wrong way around or something. But and I actually prefer Curb to Seinfeld, but um, but yeah, I mean, but, but with MGF, and I was kind of reading your response and the question, it kind of got me to thinking about 2024. And if you're MGF and it's like he's in this position where he can kind of do whatever he likes, right? He can kind of call his own shots. And he only wrestles 
you know, I don't think I don't think he wrestled. I'm going to check this. Did he wrestle ten times last year? I don't think he did. I, I don't even think it was that many. I mean, he's only had two matches this year. So last year, let's let's count them up. So he wrestled last year one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine matches he had last year. Um, and even then, I mean, when it, so if I, if I can quickly go through the nine matches that he had, uh, a match with Sean Dean, forty-seven seconds. The big CM Punk 38-minute match on TV. The dog collar match. Another Sean Dean match, which went four minutes. The double or nothing match. Um, coming out at the end of the ladder match at All Out. So, I, mean, that, I mean, technically it's eight matches because he just walked out at the end of that one. Uh, Wheeler Utah in October on Dynamite. Full gear against Moxley. Ricky Starks on Dynamite. Uh, t- t- uh, and then, yeah. So, uh, Ricky Starks on Dynamite was the last one in 2022. So... Eight eight matches really nine technically, you know if he goes to WWE, you know he'll be doing more than that in a month. So yeah. you know he's going to have to really make a decision about do you want to sort of be the king of this jungle and you can just kind of do what you want to do, and you and you know your body's going to feel great because you don't really have to do that much that often, or do you want to go and give it a go in this environment where. The, the the rewards are very high, but you also it's going to be a complete culture shock to him of how yeah. much he's going to have to work, and that's going to be quite interesting to watch play out. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've written about that in the in the next issue, and um, it's um, he's got a big decision to make, and um, and as I wrote in my answer to that question, it all depends on what he wants, mm-hmm. and we don't know. The answer to that question, and maybe at this moment in time, he doesn't either. Yes. Uh, well, listen, we've got lots, lots of little bits of news to get into. Um, so, yeah, with Tom Harding, who had uh, said in the Facebook community, he was he was really excited about us talking about this. I feel like we have to bring it up. Uh, Bray Wyatt was the subject of a bit of a conversation during Undertaker's chat with Ariel Hawani for BT Sport, and he was asked about you know the the whispering thing that he did on Raw. Um, at Raw 30 and um, this is what Undertaker had to say just to refresh our memory this is Undertaker said he is kind of a throwback he is developing the character and making everything make sense which I really appreciate he also in the same interview said uh, ended up criticising modern wrestlers for not loving their gimmicks enough <laughs> um, and uh, especially in social media he didn't like the fact that people are one way on TV and one way on social media he did say he was a dinosaur so he did kind of say you know I'm not uh, but he did say that Wyatt understands the storytelling aspect of the business and reiterated Bray Wyatt's commitment to attention to detail and ensuring everything makes sense. I mean, if I didn't think The Undertaker was delusional before, this is sealed the deal, Finn. <laughs> you know, Undertaker's the smart one, Kenny. He hasn't watched anything that Bray Wyatt has done this year Except for when he was in the ring with him on Raw 30. He maybe saw like a 30 second clip of his return in October. Maybe. Yeah. That's it. Nothing else. You know? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, imagine? So let's let's go with The Undertaker's mindset here. Do you think if The Undertaker, when he was a, in modern day, not in the 90s when you know you did get shoveled any old shit and you kind of had to deal with it, do you think modern day The Undertaker would have accepted Uncle Howdy no. as a sidekick? No chance. If he were in the ring with Uncle Howdy, he would have like, he would have been over within 30 seconds and Howdy would have been lying 
unconscious in the middle of the ring after taking a choke slam or I don't even think he would have bothered with the tombstone. I think it would have just been like a boot to the <laughs> face or a, or a choke slam and that would have been it. And the instructions would have been very clear to Howdy. You are selling this as though you are no longer with us, as though you are now deceased. Do not move. <laughs> so there's just no way that the Undertaker would tolerate any of the things that LA Knight and others have had to put up with in 2023 from Bray Wyatt and his sidekick. So, no, I'd, I mean, I have no idea why he said those words. I can only assume that he's just not watching because I have a fair idea of how The Undertaker thinks about pro wrestling and what he wants from it and what he would and wouldn't accept in a match or angle or storyline that he was a participant in, in, you know, in recent years, as you say, not from 1990 or 1991 or something like that, where it was all, you know, it was a different era totally. And there's just no way. He would have just rejected it outright. He would have just done a Brock Lesnar and said, nah, no way am I participating in any of that. And if anyone expects me to do so, I'm going home. I'm leaving. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. And even if you look at Undertaker's run in the nineties, everything. I mean, if you were to to just give me a storyline that he was involved in, I could probably just tell you the gist of what the storyline was. And well, I mean, there, of, there was a lot of lunacy, wasn't there, in the Undertaker Kane stuff in ninety eight? But even like, within the lunacy, was crazy. But even within the lunacy, it, you could follow the story. Oh, you yeah, know, so when they were when they were kids, the house the house went on fire. You know, the the Paul Bearer ended up having sex with the mum, he's Kane's dad. Like, it was soap opera lunacy, like, but it made sense. Whereas if somebody said to me, explain Bray Wyatt's run so far. Yeah, I well, really... actually, can I, can I just stop you? Yeah, because that whole thing when he admitted that he started the fire, I yeah. couldn't really make any sense out of that part of it. Oh, no, that made, that, but that was when they'd lost the plot. They yes. lost the plot by that point. That was, you know, but the initial thing, um, I, I, you know, I mean, the, the the whole he started the fire was just a swerve, a swerve for swerve six. But this story, we're now we're five months in. So you know, if you think about it, Kane debuted in October of ninety seven. Yeah. Wyatt came back in October of twenty twenty two. So if you look at just October to WrestleMania, I mean, that's un, it's an unfair comparison because the Kane first six months is some of the best TV they've ever done. But I mean, when you compare it to Wyatt, it's like it's it's night and day. And yes. We've also got this thing hanging over us of last week where Wyatt was supposed to be on the MSG house show. He was pulled from that. There was, you know, people kind of surmising it as a creative thing, uh, but then it turned out it's a it's a physical issue. But he is expected to still be at WrestleMania. Uh, obviously, they didn't really mention they didn't mention him or Bobby Lashley at all on Raw on Monday. Yes. So, I mean, Bobby Lashley did put a tweet out saying he's ready for whoever. And I actually saw um I saw one of my one of my good friends sat who was on uh, who's on Wrestle Talk now he had put a tweet out and I thought you know that's a belter of an idea and he said I think instead of doing Lashley and Wyatt they should do Lashley and Solo Sokoa at WrestleMania because Lashley had the big match with Umaga years ago they're both kind of like you know big bastards who would fight and you could get a good fight out of it and I'm sure Lashley would put Solo Sokoa over in the end and. You know, it'd be a kind of hoss fight. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree, and it would be huge for Solo. He's obviously somebody that they—he's somebody that WWE likes. 
I don't think he's, I mean, I think he's he's lost by DQ, but I don't think he's been pinned on TV yet on the main roster. No, no, he's not. So, um, I mean, that would be huge for him. Um, and it seems that Jimmy and Jay are going to have a match. We know Roman Reigns is. So Solo feels left out. Get him yeah. on the show if he's a, if you've got big plans for him. So, um, yeah, I like the sound of that as well. Um. So yeah, I mean, in terms of in terms of Wyatt at WrestleMania, I mean, because here's the other thing I did want to say. Like, so if if Vince McMahon is back and helping, right? Which you know, there's an assumption that he is in some form helping out or suggesting stuff, etc. That doesn't account for the first four months of the Bray Wyatt return. No, <laughs> you know, like, and even before before the pitch black match. It's not, I mean, and apart from the return, the initial return, which was great, it has not been good once since then. No. We've tried. We've been like, oh, well, you, cause, I mean, if you go back and listen to our podcasts, every week we're sitting there going, we've been given a small nugget. Hopefully that leads to something the following week. And we we were willing them, willing them on to succeed. Yes. You know, it's like, it's like we had this huge, you know, huge bias in favour of Bray Wyatt, or at least I did. That's it. This, they're going to get it right this time. And then Royal Rumble happened, and it was like this wake-up call, wasn't it? It was like, ring, ring! You know, <laughs> Finlay, you were wrong. I mean, the patch black yeah, That's match. it. Bye! <laughs> Accept it, and now eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the like, patch black match really was the end. That was it. Yeah. Game over. Yeah, and um, uh, it's... I mean, he's getting paid like, is he not getting, I mean, I, I don't know. But I'm sure he's getting paid millions of dollars. I mean, I mean, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, everything about it is just, I just, I just can't get my head around any of it. And and I've got no fight left in me now for Bray Wyatt. Well, actually my fight, I've gone to the other side. You know, I just, <laughs> I just don't want to see him in WWE again. I've had enough. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I believe it's like, it's like, oh, I believed in you and you let me down. And it's like that kind of emotion that I've had ever since Royal Rumble. And I remember writing in the magazine, you know, a lot is riding on this LA Knight versus Bray Wyatt match. And a lot was. And um, to me, in some ways, it's almost like it's almost like Austin Theory versus John Cena at WrestleMania. Theory has to win. And if he doesn't, he's going to be in a similar position to LA Knight now. Um, I mean, I, I think... Theory versus John Cena will be a hell of a lot better than that Mountain Dew pitch black match. I mean, every, I mean, as I said a few weeks ago, um, that's the worst match I've seen in a long time in years because it didn't need, mostly because it did not need to be like that. And it was just a shameless cash-in, wasn't it? A mm-hmm. shameless sponsorship match. And we're taking this money and the money's more important than our duty to entertain our cons- our customers, our consumers. And that sort of stuff really upsets me, Kenny. Yeah. Um, yes, it wasn't good. Um, listen, let's keep on the Undertaker train. So Undertaker's been making the news because he's been doing interviews to promote the his one-man shows uh, coming up, which I, of course, have not got any PTSD about. But um, in an interview with Chris Van Vliet that he has uh, coming out today, um he was basically talking about how he wasn't very happy with the booking of the match with John Cena. So here's what he says, and let's kind of go into it. So um, talking about the match with uh, Cena, he said, 
Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was going to be short till I got there that day. So I've trained for a 45-minute war, right? And all right, here's redemption. 45 minutes? You know, he's going to the <laughs> Triple H school. So the, I think the, the preface to this was he was very unhappy with the Roman Reigns match the year before, which I mean, I no fucking wonder. But um, <clears throat> he said, I'm going to... I'm going to light this place on fire. I felt good. And Vince calls me in his office and he goes, okay. He says, it's just going to be about five minutes. You know, you're going to squash him. I'm like, what? What? And you know, Vince, he just thought that that was the funniest thing because he knew how hard I've been trained. I mean, he, 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 that's what he wanted to do. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, I'm going. I said, I'm doing 30 or I'm not going out. And he's like, Mark, that's not what we need. And I said, no, Vince. Um, He then called Cena into the, the office, hoping that, Cena would uh, would would agree that it should go longer. Um, so Undertaker said, I was like, where's John? Where's he at? So John comes in, he goes, oh no. He goes, I talked mad smack about you, dude. Yeah, you need to beat me quick and get this over with. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like, we've never worked on pay-per-view. Are you serious? And this is WrestleMania. Give me a break here. And they both, they ganged up on me and I finally threw my hands up. I was like, I can't believe it. And Vince thought that was the funniest thing because like I said, I trained like an animal. I was so unbearable at home. I mean, as far as my diet and training and just all the protocols, as you recoup rehab, I was a nightmare. I get there, a yeah, five minutes. And it was like, that's it. The match didn't even last that long, did it? No, I think it was like four minutes. I mean... It was really short, the match, wasn't it? Really yeah. short. What do, what do you... I mean, what do you think? To, obviously, we don't really know because we didn't see it. But I mean, do you think... Has he got a point here? Should it have been? I mean, should it have been long? I mean, also, it just it does kind of show two minutes and forty five seconds. It was. So it wasn't five. Minutes. Yeah, I thought I didn't think it lasted even that long. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, it just shows you that Vince McMahon, you know, laughing at him and all that. He still messes with people like the Undertaker. That's how twisted he is. But um, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think it should have been a proper match, or do you think that they were doing him a favor by having it be a squash? Um. I mean, I don't know because I mean, I mean, it only it was really short. I mean, Cena by this point he had at least one foot out of the door, didn't he? So his priority was not WWE. So I mean, at that point he was maybe concerned about potentially suffering an injury, an inconvenience in you know the people who his priority were, which was you know the film world. You know, he's probably mindful of the. Uh, the famous rock injury in his match with him. And um, was it Michael Bay? We talked about this before. Michael Bay, I think, complained publicly about yes. Dwayne Johnson not taking Hollywood and films seriously because he his heart or his mind or he was you know playing at wrestling and he needed to be serious about movies and that meant just doing movies and not suffering injuries that was gonna that was gonna potentially um delay or inconvenience filming schedules so maybe Cena was thinking about it thinking about it from that point of view I think now he's established in Hollywood I think he would have more power um so if he were to suffer an injury in the theory match I mean possibly the theory match would be a short one as well but let's just say the theory match is a long one I think Cena's at a point now in Hollywood where people would tolerate him suffering an injury, where people would say, well, it's John, you know, he's a big star and we'll just work around him. A few years ago, I don't think he was in that position. I think that's fair to say, Kenny, wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 that's fair, for sure. So maybe that was his motivation. He was just thinking, well, if I get in there and do a short match, I'm not going to suffer an injury and I can be on set or, you know, I, I'm, I'll be available for the all these things that I've got coming up. Um, and the match, the two minute 45 second match, as I recall, 
was lousy. So I think it possibly would have been even worse if it had gone longer. So in that regard, I think Cena did us a huge favour there by doing the job quickly <laughs> and just um, just really getting it over with. And um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a short rather than a long punishment for me. That's the way I see it. Um, speaking of Cena, though, uh, WrestleVotes has said that um, basically Logan Paul and John Cena totally like the idea of having a match together. And the match is very on, on the table. Uh, for SummerSlam, all parties involved want to do it. Uh, I mean, I guess, how, is it de- how dependent for you is it on the theory match at WrestleMania? Or do you think no matter what happens, you know, Cena and Logan Paul, you know, it's going to be great no matter what. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I mean, I think they can still do it, even if Cena loses to Theory. Um, because by then, memories will have faded of the WrestleMania match. And Cena's a nostalgia act now. So I don't think people really care whether he wins or loses, in all honesty. Um, they just like to see him drop in now and again. Um, I think Cena versus Logan Paul. I mean, I, I can't say I'm really that excited about the match, but I can understand why they both would be because Cena is smart enough to realize that Paul's got this massive audience of people who are not WWE fans and he can reach them by uh, wrestling Logan Paul and that'll be good for his movies or his TV or whatever he's doing. So I think there's a, you know, a huge advantage to Cena in terms of reaching potential new customers for his non-wrestling stuff by having a match with Logan Paul. And obviously Paul knows what he's doing in the ring. I think Cena and Paul, I think they could probably put a pretty good match together. Um, And if Paul's keen to do it, and I can understand why he is, because Cena's a big deal. Still, he's a big deal in wrestling still, of course. And obviously a big deal in the entertainment world in general there's a huge incentive for him to do it as well. So, um, yeah, I've got no objection to this match at all, Kenny. In fact, I think it, I think it's the sort of thing that I think could be very good for all parties. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, th- I think it'll be a good match. I think that Logan Paul will kind of... Because, I mean, the thing with Theory is Theory's at a little bit of a disadvantage with Cena because Log- uh, Theory doesn't really have a lot of power in the company. Like It's not like he can really call shots, whereas Logan Paul does have power. So I think yeah. even if worst case scenario, if, if Cena was to, you know, make Austin Theory look like a chump at WrestleMania, it's not going to happen with Logan Paul. He's not going to 
allow it to happen. So I think that we're kind of safe with that one. And that's, you know, just thinking worst case scenario, not thinking of if it goes well at WrestleMania. But yeah, and seeing in Logan Paul's also a match where, you know, it's it's something where I feel like the, the promos could be pretty good. Like, you know, Logan Paul could completely rip into him. And it's kind of like the idea of two different generations. You know, Logan Paul is like a YouTube TikTok guy. And John Cena is the guy who follows 500,000 people on Twitter and writes motivational speeches that nobody asks for every day. So <laughs> they are polar opposite in every way. So I think it's very fun. I mean, I don't follow John Cena on Twitter. Let me let me pull let me pull up here. Let me just tell you the, the last tweet they put out because I bet you it's just a pile of rubbish. So uh, where's his last motivational tweet? Oh, here we go. Two days ago, Finn. There will there will always be those out there praying for your downfall. Just don't let yourself be one of them. (laughs) Before that, four days ago, much of our character is forged with our attitude during fortunate events, reactions to unfortunate ones, and accountability for it all. And I'll conclude with this last one. Apology is a powerful thing. It is the foundation to forging ahead and allowing those affected to begin the process towards forgiveness. It also allows us to be accountable for our actions and learn from them. So there you go, big motivational, John. That I mean, you know, today's going to be a great day. After that, I've taken that. <laughs> stuff, I've taken that information on board, John. You know, I, I mean, you know, life changing, you, you know, revelations that John Cena <laughs> supplies and furnishes the world with on a near daily basis. Uh, we'll move on from, you know, feeling so invigorated after John Cena's, you know... Uh, empowering, Kenny, empowered. Empowered by John Cena. You know, I mean, you know, he could, this this guy should just... I mean, there's... Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. But... <laughs> uh, last night on AEW Dynamite, uh, Jade Cargill disposed of another victim and then she uh, was greeted in Winnipeg by Canada's own... Taya Valkyrie, who has turned up. Obviously, we saw her in NXT before. She's been an impact... Um, talk to me about Ty Valkyrie. Do you think that she's got the stuff to be a player? Um, is it a good hire? Um, I mean, I mean, it is. I think it is because she's been doing this for a long time. Um, I mean, one thing that I, I, I mean, this was presume, presumably Taz. I think it was Taz who said this because she came out and she did the Road to Valhalla. I mean, she her finisher is known as the Road to Valhalla. Which is the same as Jade Cargill's finisher, yeah. Um, which is jaded, but I mean, Ty has been using this finisher long before Jade Cargill even became a pro wrestler. So, um, I mean, I think it was Taz who said that. Oh, you know, what's Ty doing using Jade's finisher? So, I mean, that must have been by design. Taz must have must know that Ty had used that finisher prior to Jade entering the business. So, I mean, presumably, it's going to be. That's going to be, you know, a big thrust of the story between them is that, you know, it's going to be a battle over who uses that finisher and who uses that finisher to win their match. Um, I mean, Ty is okay. I mean, I think she's probably a good opponent for Jade Cargill. Um, Fans weren't really that into her. Um, But there again, you know, very few people watch Impact. Um, she never, never made, made it, it big enough from WWE, did she? She never made, never yeah. made it to the point where you would, she's like a household name type person. Exactly. I mean, she was um, she was in NXT very briefly. I thought she would do better than she did, um, but they gave up on her very quickly, sadly for her. Um, so, 
yeah, I think I think it, I think it would be a decent program. I mean, this is Jade Cargill we're talking about. I mean, she looked terrible in the squash match, <laughs> so I'm not quite sure if I'm excited about it. But I think Tyre is a good opponent for her because she's very experienced. She knows what she's doing to an extent. I think her matches also are very simple. Tyre's matches, and that's a good thing. I mean, we were talking about Shotzi earlier in the week. I wish she'd simplify her matches rather than attempting all these moves that she can't do or, or almost, you know, maybe three, maybe like once out of every three or four times she hits correctly, she 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 hits with accuracy. So I think Tyre is a good opponent for Jade, but as far as being excited about the feud, not really. What about, how, how, what's your thoughts on this, Kenny? I mean, yeah, Tyre is tough for me because I've, I've obviously only really seen Tyre Valkyrie a little bit in NXT, uh, I've not really seen her anywhere else, but I, I mean, I hear enough about her that she's she's you know a good hire. To me, I would have her beat Jade Cargo because we're in this position where she's what 50, 52 and all whatever she is, and you know unless you've got Mercedes lined up to come in in the next month to beat her, I think the longer that she keeps the belt undefeated, the higher the expectation is going to be of who beats her. So I would just have Taya have Taya win the belt against Jade, and then you can start to tell other stories with Jade. Maybe, I mean, I don't know what you do with Jade to get, I mean, well, what you do is you put her on the road and have her wrestle more. But um, yeah. yeah, I think Taya Ty, Ty, Ty should just come in, win the belt, and then you can actually, you can, especially if they've got a third show coming up, then they can, you know, hopefully have the two women's belts kind of be on different shows. And I think Taya would be, from even my small level of knowledge of her, she would be a, a better fit than Jade. And I like Jade. I really I really wish Jade was better than she is in the ring because she's got the look, she's got the, the charisma, but it's just, you know, she's wrestled 50 matches. And, you know, unless you're Logan Paul, it seems, then it's, just, it's very difficult after, I would imagine after, I mean, last year I, um, I went and did some wrestling training, not with any designed to do anything about it but just because there was somebody we knew who who has a gym in Glasgow and he's walking down we'll do some kind of fitness stuff you know just just yeah. for fitness rather than anything else and it's so difficult to to even just like run the ropes properly take take a bump properly like those things are very very difficult so I can only imagine it would take you years to get to a point where you are you've got it all down um, especially yeah, well for, for some people I mean I don't think I could do it I mean, I did. I mean, I did judo for I think about seven years when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. I understood, you know, concept of breakfalls and things like that. I know there are certain things that I would understand before I got in the ring of how to do, or you know, maybe I would remember it. I don't know. Um, but I certainly did do that as a child. Um, but as far as becoming a wrestler, I don't think I could do it. I just don't think I've got the coordination or the athletic skills or anything really. Same. And I think it's also something as well that. I think you can't you you can't play with it. You've got to be committed. And if you're going to do this, you've got to get into it at the right age, and you've got to go, you know, hell for leather. You've got to go all in with it. And if you're not going to do that, then do something else. That would be my attitude towards it. But I think, and and you know, some people are just never any good at it. They just can't do it. You know, let's face it. In life, we do, there are lots of things. No one can do everything. No one can do everything well. There's lots of things that people who can do certain things well just 
can't do it all. So I think you've got to be right for wrestling, and some people just aren't, and it's just that simple. Yeah, no, it's, you're 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 right, and I mean, even the thing with Jade is like, I think the the problem she came under is that you know, obviously there was the COVID period as well that happened, which wasn't helpful. But I mean, you know, now it, it's a shame they don't have, you know, I mean, I would find somebody who is who's a really good female wrestler, doesn't need to be a big star of any kind, and basically have her and Jade wrestle a dark match every week, every yeah. single week, and then just get her more comfortable. Um, there's definitely something there with her generally, but she just needs a lot more, you know, and you can never win the match, the dark match, if you don't want to have her lose, but she could still learn loads of stuff within that experience. So, well, well, the problem with that is, <laughs> I mean, I was just occurred to me a moment ago is Tony Khan, does he envisage that Jade will break Goldberg's record? <laughs> well, <laughs> it we just occurred to me a moment ago, I was like, oh no, maybe that's his plan. So, Are we going to come back from break and she's won four more matches since we came back? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if that is the goal, then sadly she can't have unless you then unless you show the dark match and then just show a little clip of it. In which case it would be you know you just tape it, but you don't actually show all of it. And just say, oh, before we went on the air, yeah, they won this match against this person. So you would have to acknowledge it on TV, wouldn't you, that she had won this match. Because that was something that WCW, even in the day when no one had broadband and not everyone had the internet, they started fabricating the numbers that Goldberg <laughs> of his win streak. And that's when it kind of lost steam and people lost interest in it because they realized that it wasn't authentic. And you wouldn't be able to get away with that in 2023 because people just know, don't they? So they would have to acknowledge it on the air. But I'm with you, Kenny. She should be wrestling a hell of a... I mean, She's been doing it now for two years this month, hasn't she? Yes, because she had the, the big mixed tag in March of 2020 against uh, Brandy and Cody with Shaq. Is that 2020 or 2021? 2020, I think it was. Let me, let or, me maybe, or maybe it's three years then. Oh, yeah, I think it's three years, actually. Cody, Brandy, Shaq, Jade. When was that match? Oh, no, it was, no, it was March 2021. Yes, yeah. I thought. It's, it was it's only two years. So, I mean, she's had, I don't believe, is it 54 matches or something in total? in two years, it's just not enough. So she needs to be working with an experienced professional, um, you know, just to work on her selling, work on her footwork, work on her in-ring movements and work on her ring positioning and just work on her sort of understanding of what to do. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know whether she's ever going to get it, to be honest with you, Kenny. But um, I think they need to certainly accelerate the learning process with her and put a lot more into it um, to see if she's actually going to make it as a wrestler um, in terms of being competent in the ring. Yeah, well, we we, sh- we shall see. But listen, we are going to head out for now. We will be back. We'll, we're going to record an overrun after this. It'll be up this weekend. So do go check that out over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Inside the Ropes. And do go to insidetheropesmagazine.com to pre-order issue 31 with the shredded MJF on the cover. Analysis of Revolution, Elimination Chamber, the Jake Roberts interview, the disastrous Vince Russo interview. Um, Dax Harwood's on there for 20 questions. Uh, we've got a feature on Australia, Australian wrestling. Um, got a short interview Alice McCarthy did with Mercedes Monet. So there's tons of stuff this month. So hope that you all Absolutely. check out. That magazine's on sale March the 30th. March the 30th, just in time for your WrestleMania buzz, everybody. So uh, so thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.